So we're in this series, Watch Your Mouth, and in this series, um, we have been talking about our mouth, and we've been talking about some things that come out of our mouth that are really dangerous and really hurtful. Um, we've talked about criticism. We've talked about complaining. Criticism we talked about when we talked about it. Um, if you haven't heard about, heard any of the sermons yet, and you want to catch up, you can go to our website, impactchurchmd.com. You can catch our YouTube videos or our podcasts there. But for criticism, we said that even when you can't change your circumstances, you can still change your perspective on how you look at your circumstances. So when instead of complaining and instead of criticizing, we can change our perspective. And then we talked about, especially when it came to criticizing, that we'd always rather reveal hope rather than find fault. Um, the Pharisees found fault. Jesus always revealed hope in people. It's easy to find fault in people. But instead, instead of complaining, we want, to, we want to reveal hope in other people. And today, we're talking about something that's just as fun, and that's gossip. Talking about gossip today. Um, James chapter 3, verse 5, this has been our, our uh, series passage, our series verse. It says this, The tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a forest on fire. Now, what comes out of our mouth is dangerous, and we need to be careful with what we do with our mouth, especially with the topic we're talking about today, especially with gossip, right? Especially with gossip. Here's our definition for gossip, if, so we're all on the same page. Gossip is this. Gossip is speaking to someone who is neither part of the problem or the solution concerning another person who is not present. Matt, can you skip the slide for me, buddy? Matt? Matt? Skip the slide for me, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Gossip is speaking to someone... Um, there you go. It's gossip. All right. Gossip is speaking to someone who is neither directly part of the problem or the solution concerning another person that is not present. Here's what gossip is. When I talk to somebody else, let's say I talk to Morgan about somebody else that's not in the room, that's gossiping. Whenever I do that, that is called gossiping. And we talk about gossip, and a lot of times, if you've been around church world for a while, the church gets a bad rap when it comes to gossip, right? Like, a lot of times we talk about gossip and like, that's the church's problem. It's, it gossips too much. And here's what I would say. Is that a problem in the church? Of course. Here's why it's a problem in the church. Because it's a people problem. That all people gossip and people go to church. And that's why the church gossips a lot. Now, I will say this. As the church, and if you're a follower of Jesus, you should be held to a, you are held to a higher standard that we should be a definition of showing not to gossip and not being like everybody else, Right? So when we do that, we have no excuse for it. But is, there, is gossip a problem in the church? Of course it is, because gossip is a problem with people. People gossip. That's, it's a problem. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8 says, The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. Here's what it's kind of like. Um, I'm not a sugar guy. Uh, I'm a salt guy. I don't know if any of you guys are, are that way. I, I, don't, I like cakes and ice cream, all that stuff. I love snowballs. I'll take snowball over ice cream any day. You guys know what snowballs are, right? We're from the, this area. It's not snow cones, okay? Don't give us, get that out of there. Not snowballs. I like those things. I like those sugary things, but I don't love them. I don't, candy is fine, but you give me some salt stuff, like french fries, destroy those all day. Tortilla chips, I'll destroy those all day. And there's one chip that I rarely buy it anymore because when I do, I eat all of them, and it's these. It's barbecue Pringles. You guys ever had these? How many of you have had these before? Show hands. They're the best thing ever. Like, seriously. If I eat one, anyone want one? If I eat one, like, I will literally have to eat this whole thing in front of you. I could eat the biggest meal ever and still finish this whole thing in one sitting. That's how it's, it's this is a choice, a choice morsel for me. If I start eating this, I just, it just goes down easy. One chip is not enough. I can just eat more and more and more chips. And, the, and Proverbs says that gossip is the same way. 
that when we hear that and when we hear gossip, it's like, a, it's like a choice morsel where it's just like, it's just so easy to go down. It's so hard to stop. Here's something that like, when I hear it, my ears perk up and probably you too. Whenever someone says, hey, did you hear about blank? Immediately I go, oh, I want, I don't know, I didn't, but I need to hear it now, right? We all go, oh, yeah, what, what happened? Oh, what what they say? Oh, what they do? Oh, tell me about it. Like, it's, we get excited about that, don't we? Me just saying that, some of you guys perked up, like, oh, did you hear about that? Yeah, I know that. And it kind of reminds me, gossip, kind of reminds me of the game Telephone. You guys play the game Telephone when you were a kid, when you say something to one person, they whisper, and they have to whisper all the way down the line. By the time it gets to the end of the line, like, it's not even close to the truth, right? That's what gossip is. We, it starts with one little thing, and it goes to the next person. Before you know it, it's so far from the truth that we, it doesn't even look close to what we originally said. But because we think of gossip as, like, a game of telephone, sometimes we think gossip, that's a kid thing. Like, that's what kids do. That's, I, I had that problem when I was in middle school, but I, I don't have that problem anymore. I, I, it's, that's not me, but I'm telling you, this is not a child thing. We do it all the time. But we've gotten really good at justifying our gossip. Here's how we justify it. Here's a couple ways we justify it. We justify it by saying, I'm just venting. I need to get it out. I need to vent. Hey, can I just vent to you really quick about oh, this person? You can't believe what they did. Let me just tell you. It's just really frustrating. So we say, I was just venting. It's, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal, venting. Or we say, hey, could I get some advice from you in this situation? Come on, we've done that, right? Hey, I just need some advice. Um, let me, this Fred over here, he, you wouldn't believe what he did. I, can I just get advice on how to handle how terrible of a person Fred is? Let me tell you how terrible he is. We do that. Or we're in church. We know what's coming next, right? The prayer request. Some of you are part of groups, right? Say, I, I got a prayer request. Um, I just need to figure out the situation because, man, Becky over there, she... My prayer request is Becky is, uh, I think she's cheating on her husband, and it's just a whole thing. I just want to pray for Becky and the whole situation for me on how to handle it. We, we use prayer requests to gossip. We find ways to get around it. And you might say, yeah, but it's not gossip if I'm telling the truth. It's the truth, right? Truth is not gossip. And, and I love, Craig Rochelle has a great quote about the truth. Here's what he says. Everything that is said should be true. Not everything true must be said. Everything that you say should be true, but just because it's true doesn't mean you need to say it right? If, if husbands, for those of you in the room, if your wife comes up to you and says, hey, how do these pants look on me? If the truth is not good, you don't have to tell her that just because it's the truth, right? Like, well, I got to tell you the truth, so not very good. Uh, uh, wives, if um, your husband says, hey, I, my, my belly's kind of getting a little big, what do you think? First off, we're looking for you to tell us it's not as big as we think, okay? And you might say, well, it's because you eat terribly all the time, and you're like, yeah, of course it's going to be bad. In your head, you're like, yeah, it is really big. But you don't need to tell us that, right? It might be true. You don't need to tell us that. Everything that is said should be true, but just because it's true doesn't mean you have to say it. So when it comes to gossip, even if your gossip is true, it doesn't mean we have to say it. Why does any of this really matter? I mean, why, does God, why should we even be talking about this in church? Why, should, should we just be covering a book of the Bible and not really discuss gossip? Why do we even need to discuss gossip in here? And what if, like, I talk to somebody about someone else and that somebody else never finds out, then it doesn't hurt anyone because they never found out that I talked about them. So it's all good, right? What, why does it matter? Here's why it matters. Gossip hurts more than we think. It hurts three different people. Here's what gossip hurts, and you can take notes in your, on your impact cards if you want. Here's what gossip hurts. Gossip hurts, number one, the person it's spoken about. Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. This is the obvious one, right? If I'm talking about somebody else, 
it hurts them if they find out, doesn't it? Like maybe for you, you've been hurt. You've been hurt because somebody gossiped about you. And you know this feeling, you know this pain, you know this struggle. Maybe you opened up to a friend of yours about some of the struggles you've gone through in life and you, you finally bore your soul to them and then they went and told somebody else about it. Maybe there was something embarrassing that you talked to a friend about or a family member and they went around and told everybody about that embarrassing thing and you're like, what? You, you betrayed my trust. Maybe you're, you're having trouble in your marriage and you decided, I'm going to go out with a couple, I'm going to talk about our marriage with them. And that couple goes and tells everybody about the trouble you're having in your marriage. And you're like, what's, what's happening? Why, why are you doing this? Maybe that's happened to you and you've felt this. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 20, it says, troublemakers start fights. Gossip breaks up friendships. Troublemakers start fights and gossips break up friendships. Um, Back when I was in high school, uh, I had a friend of mine that I was talking to him on AOL Instant Messenger, AIM. Any of you guys have no idea what I just was talking about? Like, don't know what AIM is? I know there's no way you guys, some of you guys up front know what AIM is. AOL Instant Messenger was like Facebook Messenger, but, but it was just that. Like, there was nothing else but the Messenger part. And I was talking to a friend of mine about, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I was opening up about something. I was telling him revealing things. Um, I was saying things that I didn't tell everybody over AOL Instant Messenger. And this friend, for some reason, I still don't know why, he took that conversation, printed the whole conversation out, and showed everybody. I couldn't believe it. And over time, we forgave each other. He he was apologetic. This is high school. I mean, this is high school drama I'm talking about. But even with high school gossip drama, I still have trouble connecting with that friend today. Why? Because he broke my trust. Because gossip hurts the person that it's, that's, that's happening to. Number one, it hurts the person you're talking about. Number two, who does it hurt? It hurts the person that's listening. Gossip hurts the person that's listening. You might go, wait, wait. I'm not gossiping. I'm just listening. It's not my fault if someone gossips to me. How is this on me? This doesn't hurt me. This has nothing to do with me. They're the one talking to me. What am I supposed to do? Just plug my ears? It's not my fault. This doesn't hurt me. How does this hurt me? Here's what Proverbs chapter 17 verse 4 would say. Evil people relish malicious conversation. The ears of liars itch for dirty gossip. So if this is true, if evil people relish malicious conversation, that means if you enjoy gossip, malicious conversation, then you're an evil person according to, God, to Proverbs. Another translation, the NLT translation says, wrongdoers easily listen to gossip. So if you listen to gossip, that means you're a wrongdoer. They both have to be true, right? Both of them have to be true. When you hear it, it is hurting you as well. It is hurting you. And we think, you know what, if I'm not, if I'm just listening to it, it's not my fault. Inaction is not an excuse. Just because something wrong is happening by somebody else, if you sit there and do nothing about it, you are still at fault as well. Inaction is wrong as well. And whatever you allow, you encourage. If you allow it to happen to you, you're encouraging it to happen to you. When you allow it, you encourage it. And you've seen it where those people that you have those friends that gossip a lot and you listen to it and all of a sudden every time they have that gossip, who do they want to go to? You, because they know you're going to listen to it. And don't fool yourself with these people. Don't fool yourself. If they gossip to you, they're going to gossip about you. I guarantee it. If they gossip to you, they're going to gossip about you. Who does it hurt? It hurts the person that's listening. And then the last one, it hurts the person speaking. The person that's saying the gossip, it hurts the person speaking. I got lunch um, a couple months ago with a friend of mine who does not go to his church. They kind of live a little further away and um, they go to a church um, a little further away. And since I'm a pastor, sometimes uh, I have friends that don't really know how to talk to me. They think all I want to talk about is church stuff all the time. 
And um, I love talking about church stuff. I don't always want to talk about church stuff, okay? I like sports. I like other things. We can talk about other things. But I have a friend of mine who, every time I get lunch with him, he always complains to me about his church, about how terrible the pastor is and what the pastor did and, and what, I wish the church did this. I wish my church was like your church. I wish my pastor was like your They say that stuff all the time. And here's, whenever they tell me, I never think, man, I'm just so good at my job. He just really loves me. You know what I think when he tells me this stuff? my head I go, I wonder what you say to your pastor about me. Because all you're trying to do is make me feel better for some reason. And so I wonder what you say to them. See, when you speak gossip, it ruins your reputation. It ruins your reputation. Proverbs 25, 9 through 10 says, if you take your neighbor to court, do not betray another's confidence, or the one who hears it may shame you and charge against you will stand. See, it takes a while to build up a good reputation but it takes a second to destroy that reputation. It takes a while to build it, but man, you can destroy it. And if you're known as a person that likes to gossip a lot, I know for me, I have friends that I know will gossip, so you know what I do? I don't tell them anything. I stay back. I avoid them a little bit because I know if I tell them that, then I better tell them something that I want everyone to know because they're all going to know it, right? So if you're known as a person that gossips, it hurts your reputation. People are going to have trouble trusting you. People are going to have trouble telling you things. People are going to have trouble fully opening up to you because you gossip. It hurts you as well. So if it hurts the person you're talking about, hurts the person that's listening, it hurts the person speaking, in general, gossip hurts everybody. Gossip hurts everybody. So if gossip hurts everybody, if gossip hurts everybody, we should try to avoid it, shouldn't we? If it hurts the person we're talking about, the person's listening, the person's speaking, we should try to avoid it at all costs because it hurts everybody. But remember, gossip's like this. Once we have one, we have a couple, all of a sudden we eat a whole thing of it. It's, it's so easy to fall into that trap. It's so addicting. It's so hard to do. So for the rest of the time, I'm going to give you two very simple, practical ways that we can stop gossiping today, especially if you're here and you would say, I'm a follower of Jesus. There's no excuse for you. We believe that the God of the universe sent his son to die for you, and we're going to go around ruining his reputation by talking about other people? Like kids? We need to cut it out. So we're going to get very practical for the rest of this sermon and talk about ways that we can stop gossiping two ways. Here's the first one, very easy. Number one, don't listen. Don't listen to it. So when gossip to you, don't listen to it. You don't hear it. You don't allow it. You don't listen to it. You just back up. Don't listen. The first way to stop gossiping is to stop feeding it. Because whatever you feed is going to grow. If you want to stop gossip around you, stop allowing it to be around you. Don't listen. When you listen to gossip, that person will continually come back to you and tell you more and more and more gossip. But this, what I'm saying, don't listen, is very simple. But you guys are probably going, how do you, like, yeah, don't listen, that's a great idea, but how do I do that and still keep friends? How am I not rude about it? So um, I, was, I listened to a sermon about gossip, and I saw this little um, study that talked about it, and they said, Here's, there's one question that if you ask this question, it will most of the time cut off the gossip that's being told to you. One simple question. It's a great question to write down or, or to, to take in your notes. The question is this, why are you telling me this? If someone's gossiping to you and talking to you and gossiping, um, a simple question of saying, hey, why, why are you telling me this? Because when you ask that question to somebody, hey, what, so what's the point? Why, why are you telling me this? When you ask that question, what they're going to think in their head is, why am I telling them this? Wait, so what, what, what's the point of me? To, what can they do to help? And they will start to evaluate why they're asking that question. Why are you telling me this? 
You might say that, okay, Eric, but that's like, that's really harsh still. Like, it's still uncomfortable. I don't, I avoid conflict at all costs. I don't, I don't want to do that. So I, I don't want to do that. So what else can we do? Here's what Jesus said we should do in Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. So one thing you can encourage is biblical conflict resolution. So instead of saying, you know what, what why are you telling me this? Maybe instead you can say, hey, have you talked to them about this? Hey, it seems like it's really frustrating you. Have you gone to them and, and talked about it? What, have, have you asked them about it? Just talk to them about it. They'll, they'll be open. They'll hear it. They'll, they'll understand. Why don't you go talk to them about it? See, that, that's a way that we can encourage biblical conflict resolution. And here's what it does. It does three things when we do that. The person that's speaking, that's speaking the gossip, now all of a sudden they're going to go and they're going to actually be able to build that relationship, make that relationship stronger because of that. The person that's being talked about, you're protecting them. You're advocating for the people that aren't there, the defenseless. And you're protecting yourself from hearing gossip. That's what you're doing. Let's say you do that. Let's say there's a person in your life that gossips to you a lot, and no matter what you say, hey, why are you telling me this? Hey, have you asked the person about it? Why don't you go talk to them? They still go back, and they still gossip to you. You know what you should do then? Cut them off. Cut them off. Avoid them. Back up. Be careful around them. I'm telling you, this is biblical too. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 9 says, A gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. If there's that person in your life and you've tried every strategy you can think of to get them to stop gossiping to you and they still do it, then you need to avoid them. Back up. Be careful. Make distance with them. I have people in my life that I have to be sure I, I keep some distance from them because they're always going to gossip me no matter what I do. Some of you, you have to cut them off. And you might sound, say, this seems like really harsh it seems really like, should we really do that? I'm telling you, gossip hurts too much and can betray people too much for you to sit there idly by and say, well, I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to hear it. If you try all those things, it doesn't work. Biblically, according to Proverbs, we should cut them off. Number one, don't listen. And then number two, how do we avoid gossip? Don't speak. Don't say it. Don't do it. Don't encourage it. Don't model it. Don't show it. Don't speak. When I was preparing for this sermon this week, I knew I was going to tell you, and you, I couldn't believe, after me preparing this and really digging deep and trying to figure out, like, here's what I'm going to say, um, how many opportunities came for me to gossip? Like, it just kept coming. And every time I'm about to do it, in my head, I'm like, oh, no, I'm literally about to preach about gossip, and I'm about to model gossip to everybody. And there's times, and it's, it's hard at first to be like, you know what, I, it just, it's, I, I'll talk to you about it. It's just not someone, like, doing that, trying to stop gossiping, it's hard, but we have to do it. Don't Speak if, it's, if that's what it takes. Don't say it. Here's some of the questions that I ask myself when it comes to certain things, when it comes to things I want to gossip about. I ask, um, what good can come from this? Like, if I tell somebody about what I'm about to say, what good will come out of this? Like, will they be able to help? Are they part of the solution? Or am I just saying it to say it? So what good can come out of this? I'd say, um, another question I ask is, would I say this exact thing if they were sitting in the room? Like, if that person I'm about to talk about was sitting here, would I say it still? Because if not, then I shouldn't be saying it now. What I say it then. Or I'll ask, why does this person need to hear this? The first question we ask. Before I try to say some stuff, and I'm not good at trust me, I'm far from it. It's, I'm still working on it. Some of the things I try to do in order to avoid me gossiping is ask some of those questions. Because when you're honest with yourself and you ask yourself those questions and you really dig deep and think, hey, what, why am I doing this? You will start to understand and see when you're gossiping. That's called the Holy Spirit revealing it to you, by the way. 
you will start to see those opportunities. All this week, I kept seeing all the opportunities that I, was goss- that I had a chance to gossip because I kept asking those questions, kept doing that. So when we're about to gossip, here's what Proverbs 21 verse 23 would say, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. It's a great verse. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Biblically, what are they saying? Some of you need to shut up. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Some of you gossip too much. With the love of Jesus behind this, shut up. You need to shut up. Stop doing it. You're giving all of us a bad name. You're giving Jesus a bad name. You need to shut up. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. When you are around somebody and you are about to speak information to them, think to yourself, would I like somebody else to speak the same kind of information to somebody else I don't know? And if that's true, we need to keep it back. And I have an illustration for you. Um, I worked at Don Pablo's. Some of you might not know what that is. That was a Tex-Mex restaurant in Columbia. I said was because it shut down after too many people got food poisoning. Um, It was rough. I know a lot of like four people in this room had gotten food poisoning from that place, um, including my wife, like a lot of people. Anyways, it's not around anymore, but I worked there for like two or three years. And if you ever worked in a restaurant business, you kind of know the nature of a restaurant business. And um, I was there once and there was this guy who was, um, he was pretty nuts. I won't tell you his name, but um, he was there, and we had one manager out of the four that we didn't like that much. There was one manager that we weren't a big fan of, and that manager happened to be there. It was a Friday night. It was really busy, and um, when you're serving, uh, for these that are servers, if the kitchen's taking too long, that affects you because you get less tip because they blame only you, even though it's not your fault. It's the kitchen's fault. So if the kitchen's backed up or the people that are doing the expo line are taking too long, the servers will a lot of times start to get a little mad. And a guy that used to work there, um, he had an anger problem. He would get a little, a little annoyed and angry pretty easily. And today, that day was just not a good day. You, can just, you know, you can tell like somebody's not having a good day, so you back up from him. So um, he was having a bad day, and he was asking for something. I think it was like his queso, or I don't remember what it was. He just kept asking for it, and it kept taking longer and longer and longer. His tips were getting lower and lower and lower. He got so mad that he started taking plates and smashing them on the ground. So mad. The manager went up and said, you need to stop right now. And what he did, he kept smashing the plates. He got so mad, he turned around and punched the manager in the face. Eventually, he got kicked out. He got fired. All this crazy stuff. Here's my point. Some of you weren't listening 10 minutes ago. But when I started telling that story, some of you were catching on. You you jumped right in. You see that? You know why? That was called gossip. That's what that was. Had nothing to do with any of us, did it? See how easy it is? We're talking about it now, and immediately we go right to it. Ooh, let me hear the story, right? I know I tricked you. I'm up here. You literally couldn't. I get it. But it's so easy. I'm telling you. It's this. It's trying to eat one of these chips. Just one. Tasty little morsels. That is the problem. But here's, here's what we need to understand. We've been talking about our mouth a lot this series criticizing, complaining, and now gossiping today. All these problems are not a mouth problem. All these problems are a heart problem. Everything that we're having problems with, that comes from here. It's not a mouth problem. When you complain too much, it's not because of your mouth. When you criticize too much, it's not because of this. And when you gossip too much, it's because of here, because of your heart. Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Out of the overflow of our heart, our mouth 
speaks. What comes out of our mouth is from here. If you have a problem with gossiping, it's a heart issue. It's not a mouth issue. It's a heart issue. When we gossip, or when we listen to gossip, when we do that, we do that because we have an unhealthy desire to be better than somebody else. It's a heart issue. We feel a little better when we bring somebody else down a little bit. So we gossip about them so that their reputation goes down and we feel better about ourselves. That is our sinful nature. Our sinful nature makes us think that we can only be better than somebody else by bringing them down. Now, you know what, if I can just talk about them a little bit, bring them down at a low enough level so I can step over them and I can feel so much better about it. That's what gossip does. Sam Roberts uh, talked about gossip versus the gospel and he has a great quote. We're going to end with this. Here's what Sam Roberts says. Gossip, gossip claims I'm strong because they're weak. The gospel proclaims I'm weak because he is strong. Gossip says, you know what? I feel better about myself when you feel worse about yourself because it makes my sinful nature come back higher and then all of a sudden I feel a little better myself but it only lasts this long so I'm going to have to do it again. Gossip claims I'm strong because they are weak but the gospel proclaims I am weak because he is strong. When you recognize who you are and you recognize whose you are, the loving God of the universe, when you start to recognize that, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are God's workmanships, that when God looks at you, he made you for a purpose, that he designed you specifically to do something, that he looks at you and he loves you exactly as you are. When you start to understand who you are, makes it a little easier to not gossip. Understanding that, you know what, even though I'm weak, even though I don't deserve it, even though I have a bad past, even though I've sinned so many times that God loves me so much that he didn't say I had to earn it. He sent his son for me to pay the penalty and the price for me so that I can go and spend eternity with him. When you understand that I am weak, but he is strong, and I don't need to be strong because he is strong, and I represent him, and he, his power works through me. When we start to understand that, all of a sudden, we don't gossip as much. Gossip claims I'm strong because they're weak. But the gospel proclaims, I am weak, but he is strong. Some of you, you need to pray for a heart transformation. For your heart to be transformed. To start to look something new. To look more like Jesus. If you have a gossip problem, the goal is not to be like, all right, I'm just going to stop listening and stop talking. The goal is, I need to work on my heart. It's coming from here. I forget who I am. And what if... We allowed God to transform our heart to a point that we weren't known for our gossip. We were known for the a life that we are speaking to somebody else. Imagine if instead of gossip going around, imagine if they said, hey, did you hear what Eric said about you? No, what, what did Eric say? Eric said that he's never seen somebody work so hard in his life, that you are such a humble servant. He, he couldn't believe all the work you've done. He looks at you and goes, man, that is a guy I want to be like. He said that? Yeah. He did. What if instead he said, did you, hear, did you hear what Sally said about me, about you? No, no, I didn't. Sally said that she's never seen a more loving mother and a more loving spouse, that she wants to be like you one day. She can't believe how humble and loving that you are. What if instead of gossip being known for church, that's what we were known for, for preaching life into people, 
that comes from here, not from here. We want to begin to use our mouth not to criticize, not to complain, not to gossip. But what if we began to use our mouth to lift others up, to breathe life into a world that needs life and that needs hope? The only hope is found in Jesus, not through us, but through him. What if we started breathing that hope through our mouth instead of criticizing all the time, instead of complaining all the time, instead of gossiping all the time? Gossip claims I'm strong because they're weak. The gospel, that proclaims I am weak, but he is strong. Can we pray? Dear God, I thank you for being the God that speaks life into us, that speaks truth into us. For the God that gives us hope, the God that we have a future because of your sacrifice. God, none of us in this room are perfect. Throughout this series, some of us have realized we struggle with complaining. We struggle with criticizing. Today, may we learn that we might struggle with gossip. Listening to it, speaking it, that's something we struggle with. God, I pray that you help our hearts to be transformed, to look more like you, to understand who we are and whose we are, to truly understand that you are the God who looks at us with a purpose, with a plan. God, I pray that today as we get ready to sing a closing song and we go about this week and we celebrate Fourth of July, that you constantly remind us of the times that we're about to gossip, those situations that come up, and remind us of why we're doing it. There's something with our heart. God, I pray that you convict us you preach to us that some of us that we leave here, we don't leave here feeling that great. That we leave here feeling bad about our gossip. Sometimes that's where we need to start. But I thank you that no matter what we've done, we can't outrun you, can't outrun your grace, can't outrun your love. And all you ask us to do is turn around, is to repent. God, I pray that you transform some hearts, that you speak to people right now. In your son's name, amen. We're going to sing um, this closing song, and what I want to encourage you guys to do, um, you can stand if you want, you can sit if you want, um, but I want to encourage you to do, as we sing this song, we've been singing this song this entire series, kind of our theme song. I want you to think about your heart. There's things that we've talked about, the words that have been coming out that you don't know why. I want you to look at your heart. And as you read these words or sing these words or pray, whatever you do during this moment, take this moment between you and God to ask Him, transform my heart. Let's sing this song together.